Hello, we are back everyone for part number two on getting invention help the right way. In part number one, we covered kind of a more big picture view. We talked about the first thing you do is you don't run to a patent attorney, you don't run to a prototyper, and you don't assume that your only path is to start a business. You consider the licensing path. Really big picture stuff. Um, down below in the description, you can click on the link uh, for part number one if you haven't seen it. So part number two, we're going to get more into the minutia of getting invention help the right way. So again, we talked about... Don't run, the first thing you do, you don't run to a patent attorney, you don't go to a prototyper, how people spend a ton of money there and they, they get a false sense of moving forward. And then don't assume that you need to start a business, that you can license this product to a big company and they'll do all that work for you. You know, so that's amazing, but you do need to do that one deal. So let's get into some of the minutia with, um, and the mindset about why people get help from the wrong people in the wrong order doing the wrong things, okay? So um, I promised that I was gonna talk about invention promotion companies. And I, we never talk about companies by name ever because that's always really bad form. But there's a reason why the Patent Office and the Federal Trade Commission warrant inventors against invention promotion companies. And basically the, the way that they work is they, um, it doesn't matter what your invention is. One of the things we um, talked about in video number one is this thought that if I get a patent search done that the, and it comes back clean, that therefore that validates my invention. It doesn't validate anything. It really doesn't. Um, I mean, people think if you haven't studied the marketplace, and you haven't looked at it, just because a, a patent attorney or a patent searcher does a quick search, a lot of them are half-assed searches, by the way, and does a quick search, or even worse, an invention promotion is a quick search. Um, and they say, oh, well, nothing came back. And the inventor that, that fall for this are like, oh, well, then my product makes sense. No, your product makes sense because it makes sense and it fits into the marketplace, not because you did a patent did a patent search and there's no conflicts with prior art or they don't think there's any conflicts with prior art. So it doesn't validate your idea. But invention promotion companies, some of them will utilize this grand misperception that people go, well, I did a patent search and they didn't find it, so therefore it's a good idea. So a lot of them will do that. They'll go, oh, we'll do a patent search for you, come back, and of course it's always clear. If they pay uh, uh, a searcher to do it and they're half-assing the search, which a lot of patent searches in general are half-assed, well, it's going to come back clean. It's kind of a conflict of interest, isn't it? Um, and and then the inventor goes, "Oh, it makes sense." Okay, and then they got him for they got him for the invention promotion company got the inventor for a little bit of money, five hundred, eight hundred, whatever it is. And now they're going to ask for more money and more money and more money. And the company, the, the misperception is that, and the perception that I think a lot of invention promotion companies provide to inventors is said, "Well." We have relationships with all these companies, you know, and we, we can make this happen. And so you just give us your idea. You don't have to do anything and we will shop it around. Well, in reality, what I have noticed personally is, you know, they just spam a few. Like I remember talking to this one company at the Super Zoo show. That's a pet show, a pet trade show for pet products in Las Vegas. That happens every year. And this company said, they literally said, we're not accepting ideas from the outside anymore because we got all this crap from invention promotion companies, like stuff that wasn't even related to pets. 
So a lot of times, I'm, I, I'm not talking about any company in particular, these contracts that invention promotion companies have will say basically, we need to submit your idea to industry, which could mean they just spam a few people and they've met their contractual obligation to you. What I can tell you is in the 23 years I've been doing InventRight, I have never personally met an inventor that has licensed a product with an invention promotion company. But every day, every other day, we talk to somebody at InventRight that's been taken by one of these companies, um, whether it's months ago, years ago, a decade ago, we hear a lot of stories. And they say, oh, they kind of took it and then they say they were working on it and half of them won't even tell you who they're reaching out to. And they say, well, those relationships are confidential. We can't even tell you who we're reaching out to. Or we'll, we'll give it to you, but you could call um, the gatekeeper at the company. How are they going to remember if somebody called or somebody emailed, you know, unless they show you proof? So it's, it's this perception that you need a connection to a company. And you don't. You don't need that connection. Our students reach out on LinkedIn, reach out via email, reach out via phone. And these are major manufacturers that are in retailers where you want to be. And our students are licensing stuff all the time and their coach is guiding them. But you don't need to know, I'll call Bob here and Sally there. You can freaking look it up. It's not hard. This perception that you need to be a captain of industry or you need to be super sharp, that's not true. So getting back to the topic of getting invention help the right way, I think a lot of people think like, I'm not capable of that. And so therefore I need an invention promotion company or they just want to get started. So they just want to get started. Well, I'll file a patent. I'll protect myself because that's the right first thing to do. And now you guys know that's not the first thing to do. You want to do your research and well, I'll get a prototype and I'll figure it out later. But you could literally spend tens of thousands of dollars doing those things. And then you don't even, I talk to so many people that have filed a patent and made a prototype and they don't even know the path they're going to walk down. So my other piece of advice is, know the path you're going to walk down. You've got licensing and you've got venturing, which is a fancy way of saying make it and sell it yourself. That's venturing. And licensing, which is rent it or lease it to a big company. And don't say sell because if they don't perform, you get it back. And let them utilize their money and their workforce and their distribution. So um, be very wary of invention promotion companies. I've, the track record I've seen is, is abysmal. You know, and there's always a green inventor going, well, I got a great idea. Again, let's talk about getting help. I did all the work. I got a great idea. I just need somebody that knows how to do this and can take it and run with it. And in theory, if companies actually did it and did it in a serious way, that might be great. But it's easier to take advantage of inventors and say, well, we're going to do that for you. At the end of the year, go, oh, nobody's interested. You know, and did they really make an effort? Did they create great marketing materials? Were they reaching all the right people? Were they really getting, you know, no, they aren't. But our students, you know, we scare a lot of people away because we say, look, we're going to expect you to do the work of reaching out. And that goes to back to getting help from the right people. And so when some people watch our show and we say, you're going to need to do some work here, and some inventors are like, well, I got a great idea. I don't need to do that. I just need somebody to do it for me. We, we don't attract those types of people <clears throat> or we don't initially. And then eventually they come to the conclusion that you're going to need to reach out. Now, the beautiful thing is it's a thousandth of the work of starting a business. It's a fraction of the work of starting a business. But you do need to reach out and you just need to do a deal with one company and then it's all on them. And you might need to reach out to 10, 20, 30 companies. It's not difficult. And you might need to reach out two, three, four times before they get back to you because they're just busy like we all are. Okay. 
So once you accept that the best person to help you is yourself with guidance, so you're doing it right, so you're not making all these assumptions. Well, I need a patent. Well, I need a prototype, and oh, I got to start a business. And those are all false assumptions, you know. And you got it, and you could do those things, but you need to do them at the right time. So our students are filing provisionals now. It's they raise, they lower the price fifteen dollars from seventy five to sixty for sixty dollars. Then they're getting the company to pay for the patent. Smart, low risk, you know, doing a virtual prototype, you know, low risk instead of spending 10 grand on a prototype. Now, every situation is kind of different with prototypes. So you got to We can do a whole nother video on that. We have done videos on that. But I just want to say, be very careful about who you get help from. Make sure you're doing it in the right order and don't make all sorts of assumptions. Watch more of our YouTube show. We'll show you guys how to do this. And I want to make sure to, to remind you guys to take care, keep inventing. You guys can do this. Anybody can do it. Um, I've had people that just didn't think they could do this at all. And we've been able to guide them. Um, but if you look for somebody to do it all for you, the outreach, you know, just to close that one deal with that big company, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And don't get a false assumption by a uh, false sense of moving forward by spending money with patent attorneys and prototypes. Not saying you never do that. Not saying that at all. Got to do it at the right time. Like get a company to pay for the patent, right? Much better. And the patent's still in your name. So I remind you guys, take care. Keep inventing. We really believe in you guys. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.